Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You gotta put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. Subscribe and tune in each week to hear me and a special guest discuss the latest in the NBA, the way you want to hear it, with the topics that you want to hear. Keep it locked. I don't know if you can say F Brooklyn and then come into Brooklyn, so we're about to see what it's like. Talk about it! You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Family, family, welcome, welcome to Above the Rim, episode 58, brought to you by your host, as always, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze, joining me this week. Y'all are very familiar with this guy, an astute basketball mind such as myself, who's here to calm me down <laughs> from the bullshit, my man. Jov, host of the Gray Area podcast. What's going on, my brother? What up, what up, what up, boys? But, you know, it's good to be back. I'm about to say it's good to be. <laughs> <laughs> Just got me nervous in here. Nigga got on the motherfucking Houston Rockets jersey. CP! <laughs> nah, but it's good to be back. You know, we had two delicious game sevens. Yes. Outcomes, you know, upset some people. Mm-hmm. Outcomes made certain people happy. Uh-huh. So, you know, we, we here to dissect and digest, you know? We definitely are, man. And what a glorious... I mean, I don't know if it's glorious for me. Oh, it's glorious, baby. We had a very good two game sevens. Yes. You know, uh, uh, popularity wise, mm-hmm. got a lot of non basketball fans watching it. The casual fan. The casual fan was very into this. They were into a lot of the storylines, the drama, yep. the injuries, the narratives. The narratives. And um, I actually enjoyed these two game sevens. Okay. Win, lose, or draw. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> So, family, you can find Above the Rim on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play every Tuesday. Make sure you give Above the Rim that five-star rating on iTunes to get in contact with me or the show. You can follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. IG is JustBlaze513. And then follow that Above the Rim Facebook page as well. If you got any feedback for the show, leave a voicemail. You can hear it on the show as well. That number is 908-718-1592. 
Chauv, where can he find you, my brother? Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter, chat underscore O'Hara. That's where I do most of my damage, along with Facebook. You can find me there, Ray Jarvis. Um, I just created a gray area sports and entertainment page, so you can look that up as well. Very, I'm talking about I just made it. It's brand new, Infant <laughs> Steps. Um, on Instagram, Elite Podcast, so you can find me there as well. New gray area drops every other Thursday at 10 a.m. on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. So, you know, I'm everywhere. Gotta do it. Go find that man. Yes, sir. My sparring partner, as I love to call him, my That's man. A fact. That's we a go, fact. we go through, we go about this back and forth on text on debates all the time. Yeah, on every topic. The text messages are showing itself. Yeah, we should, we need like transcripts. For that <laughs> you know what I mean. That is true. That but is yo, true. just I want to shout you out, bro, because I thought you was gonna have some like band from TV beat playing something real hard today. <laughs> I like the fact that you're trying to keep the mellow mood as best as possible. I am. man. Salute to you for that. Hey, I appreciate that, my brother. Hey. I'm trying, I'm trying. That's the last compliment before we get into this. <laughs> and you alluded to it. So keeping on with my latest trend of episodes, we had spicy season. We had exposure season. We had emotional season. We had therapy season. Salty season. Oh, yeah. And last but not least... It's conspiracy season. This guy... It's conspiracy season, y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wasn't feeling what went down, y'all. Nah? I wasn't feeling it. That's what we leading off with, y'all? I mean, that's what we're going to lead off with. That's uh, not what we're going to end off with. I mean, there is basketball to, to be talked about, of fact. course. Set the tone, brother. But it's conspiracy season. Now, I'm going to tell you why it's conspiracy season. All right. And on the lowest of keys today, I'm sick of the NBA today. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of the NBA I've never, never have I uttered the words conspiracy mm. before, to my knowledge, of a game. <laughs> you know, but I just found it rather interesting that we did have the reigning defensive champion yeah. on the ropes. Yeah. 3-2. Yeah. Sweating a little bit. A little bit. Kevin Durant had a, had a couple questionable fourth quarters. Steph Curry this season, I mean this season, this series was coming and going pretty much. You know, and I just feel like Scott Foster, you know, the association. Scott Foster. <laughs> the man, Scott, dirty Scott Foster, I like to call him. <laughs> um, aided the Warriors a little bit, oh you know, God. a little bit, a tad bit in that third quarter. But we're actually going to get into that. But before that, I just want to say I love sports to be free, biased coverage, you know, as I want the referees to be free and biased and not bring in their personal relationships or right, vendettas right, right. into the series. And I felt like in this series, there was a tad bit of that. Mm. You know, a lot of the players on both sides okay. had relationships with the refs, not just one side, Fair. On, on both sides. We got Draymond that's always has a, a crazy relationship no with wins the refs. No wins for Draymond. But, you know, Kevin Durant as well. He's kind of on that list a little bit now. Yeah. He was leading the league in ejections this year. So, I mean... I just feel like low-key, on the lowest of keys, there was a little bit of cons of a conspiracy to put the Warriors in the finals because, one, I think it affects the bottom line. Yeah, of course. You know, I'll put it to you like this. You know, I'm not going to agree or disagree with, with, with this stance. But what I'll say is, back in the day when you would go to, you know, the arcade, you play certain games. There was a trade that I never knew about until maybe two years ago when you play, like, Street Fighter 2. Mm -hmm. The first two games were always easy. Then the third fight will always be the hardest because they yeah. want your quarters. And then like the <laughs> final round. Yeah. And there's certain aspects of the game. You know what I'm saying? 
they will make it impossible. They will break the game in order to make the master of the final balls difficult. And I feel like to a degree, that's what we saw in game seven. Mm -hmm. You know, Golden State is the final boss. So if you're going to beat them, you, you're going to be beating the machine more so than just the team. Yes. And I feel like there was definitely a machine, a slight oh, yeah. machine. There's a couple of times that yeah. I saw things that I was like, hmm, you know what I mean? It was a, it was rather peculiar, True. I'll say that. Rather but that, peculiar. But in fairness, just that's the league we love. We You know, it's been happening. It is. It, it Oh, I'm glad you said it has been happening because, my man, I think it has been happening oh, yeah. a, a, a few times. And before we move on there really quick, I don't know if you noticed, y'all, but Steve Kerr has some weird-ass comments throughout the series, which I found a little peculiar. He kept saying, I feel really good about where we at. Oh. No matter if they were down, they were down twice in the series. Right. No, actually, they were tied in and they were tied down they once. Were down. Yeah. yeah. But there was reason for concern because we came in Golden State and they did win a game on the road, game True. four. Then it came back around and won game five. Right. So there was not really panic. There was some trepidation there, there. A little sense of urgency. Yeah. But there was no urgency from Steve Kerr. It kept saying they they were talking a lot about his arrogance. I saw a lot about the arrogance that he also gives off and exudes his team as well, which is fine. Him and Draymond has that as well. And also, Draymond kept saying, I guarantee we win this series. We figured them out. This was after they were down right. in game six. And it's possible. Um, when they knew CP3 was going to be out, they <laughs> figured them out miraculously. <laughs> Steph Curry, miraculously in game six, he said, it finally feels like a series. Oh, okay. In game six. You Conspiracy know, theory, y'all. Interesting comments. But also, don't forget 2016, my brother, Aisha Curry, <laughs> with her little tweet about it being rigged mm. when they didn't win. Oh. Don't, don't forget Ooh. about that. Don't forget about that uh, when okay. they didn't win. Also... I don't know if you remember, but you oh, remember a couple God. of a couple of years ago, Matumbo, mm. he tweeted out the the congratulations to the 76ers winning the draft, winning the uh, the number one pick. That's right. Remember that? He maybe word got out before, you know. Oh, to only know. Dikembe Matumbo and him only. He's a Sixer legend. Hey man, you never Season know. Season and a half. 2011 finals, LeBron's mysteriously disappearing. Right. Give Dirk that title. Dirk shot more free throws than LeBron and Wade combined in two games in that final series. He was more aggressive. Hmm. Interesting. 2002, your boys. Oh, boy. The West Finals, game six. Right. What happened in that game? The same I, thing I'm that sure you know. in game five. You know, some missed calls, <laughs> you know. Mm, that may be close to what happened in Game Seven. Yes, uh, yesterday, today, a, a tad bit. Uh, not I, as I egregious. Say, not, not as egregious. Not as egregious. But I don't know if you remember, but the conspiracy was in that game. The Lakers shot forty free throws in that game, and they mm -hmm. shot twenty-seven free throws in, in the, the fourth. fourth quarter alone. I'm gonna be honest with you, Just. Can I be honest with you? Be honest. I watched that game. It was a Friday night. Don't ask me why I remember that, but it was a Friday <laughs> night. And I remember, you know, there's times when you see certain things mm -hmm. and, you know, it it doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. I was still young. I was, what, 19, 17 at the time. I'm like, this doesn't seem like the basketball I grew up watching mm -hmm. to that point. Mm -hmm. It seemed like there was more at play. Yeah. The Matrix, yeah. so to speak. You Boom. know? Yes. And I, I agree there. I mean, this that's going there was down. So many stoppages, too many Kings players looking at the refs like not even angry, but more like, "Yo, what's up?" You know what I mean? Listen, that was a strange game. Yeah, a strange game, and of course, the Lakers were better for the NBA getting getting to the finals for at sure. that time. Star power, of course, the same way the Golden State Warriors have star power. And if you do remember, before we move on from here, Tim Donahue was the ref that got in trouble. Wrote the book from that game. 
was the game that he said that he betted on, and he refereed that yeah. game. A lot of people came out and said that was a conspiracy game. True, true. So I'm just pointing out that conspiracies happen. It's a business. Let's let's look back 20 years from now. CP3 getting hurt. Mm-hmm. No calls in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy season. I can't wait to get into this episode, y'all. <sighs> he's 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 getting you know he's getting me there now. Yeah, I'm I'm just revving him up. Yeah. And um, before we move on, before we get into that, I want to talk a little about weak narratives oh, yeah. a little bit. So oh, yeah. you had an episode on your last episode, the gray area, yes, sir. Talking about weak. What was the quote? Uh, the titles: rumors, sources say rumors are. Sources say rumors are, and it was a great episode, by the way. Make Thank sure you. y'all go check that out. Um, and you talked a lot about uh, these major networks relying so heavily on their narratives throughout yeah. the season and pushing these narratives throughout the season. So I want to talk about that. So talk a little bit about that. You know, the whole idea is we, we've had a, a very entertaining playoff season so far. Last, You can't compare last year to this year in terms of quality of basketball, mm-hmm. competitive series, so on and so forth. But then when you put on these shows or you see little clips— it's just about what LeBron is doing off the court, what LeBron is doing on the court. All day. We're still hearing about in some circles where PG's going to go. We're still hearing about what, what the Sixers package are going to be to get LeBron or who they're going to have to ship off, so on and so forth. And I'm just like, I'm kind of fatigued because it's like, I want to hear about what the Houston Rockets were doing. I wanted to hear about the adjustments the Celtics were going to make. What, what, what the Warriors need to do. What, what, what any other team needs to do who are uh-huh. in series, you uh-huh. know? Why are we worrying about the postseason or the offseason, excuse me, when we still have dynamic series at play. Over a month away. You know, and to me, it's sports. It's not TV show, you know? So why do we have a storyline for athletic events? Yes. The storyline is what's happening on the court, not what you want it to be. That should be the storyline. Absolutely. That should dominate the news. Yeah. But it doesn't. I'm, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I feel you. And one of the words that you use, I brought up, you call it schizo coverage that you use. It's all over the place. It's really schizo coverage. That was the perfect term. When I heard that, I said, damn, Joe, got one with this one. It's schizo coverage. Yeah. It's LeBron all day, every day. You, you start FS1, you start ESPN, whatever channel you want to do. LeBron is the first topic of the day. They'll skip, they'll skip LeBron for the second. They'll put him back on the third topic oh, yeah. for the day. They'll skip him once and then put him on the fifth topic and, and then the, close out wins, the show. Are the Cavs in trouble? If he if he if he loses, if he loses, are the Cavs in trouble? If he wins, he's the GOAT. It's like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Which one is it? Are we gonna say he's the GOAT? Or are they in trouble? Or is it just a series? You gotta choose one. <laughs> that's you know, overreaction season. Uh, that's all it is. Overreactions. Massive overreactions to every event. It's it's sickening. It's and then sickening. they scoff at the fans who are looking at them like, yo, why are you why are you going so hard? Like it's it's not that serious. Yeah. Remember the series is over when they were down 0-2. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Oh well, for sure. Of course I His remember. His legacy that. is in danger, and I don't want him to go to the finals because three and six would look so bad. Like, slow down, bro. It's they were 0-2. talking sweep. Right. Sweep, 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 sweep. It's, same thing with the Rockets. Same uh, thing. Too much of your agenda as opposed to the events at play. Yeah, and I agree. And I think it's because of the rise of the NBA popularity. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's 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 caused more, not a gossip culture. I don't, I don't want to go that far and call it gossip culture because mm-hmm. it is. I mean, it can be a it's gossip that, culture. Like Twitter culture, is kind bro. of a gossip culture oh, yeah. in a way for the NBA. That's the gossip culture right there. And because because the NBA has has risen in popularity, rivaling the NFL right now. Yeah, most definitely in popularity. One of the most uh, most watched games we've had in these conference and finals. It's the most fall. inclusive sport. Like as a fan, you feel like you in the mix with them. Exactly. And the thing I always tell people that 
the thing that NBA has as opposed to NFL, it gives that human aspect. Yes. Because when you play in the NBA, you can't see these players' faces. Right. And, you, and you can feel their emotions. Like, I, I call it emotional season. You see the players getting emotional. Absolutely. Yapping at the fans, talking to the fans, getting mad at the reporters. Slap the phones out of hands, all Slap, that. So it's a lot more of a personal relationship between the fans and the players in basketball, more so, I feel like, than any other sport, honestly. Absolutely. So because of that, in turn... They like to create a storyline, and it becomes daytime TV to oh ESPN. That's what I was saying, the LeBron soap opera. And it's another thing I throw you away, Just I think what we didn't bank on with this new TV deal was the fact that the networks would feel pressure to have mm. to constantly produce content yes. where there is no content yes. because there's so much bread being paid out. So they have to keep driving something to keep bringing you back. It's become like drugs. I was saying on the show, it's like yeah. drugs. It's like it a, you want the LeBron corner, you want, you want the CP corner, what you want. The LeBron corner is the biggest corner. So you're going to keep serving the masses who need yeah. that LeBron fix. You can spin it any way. Any way you want. Any way you can it's, spin it. Good, bad, medium, high, low. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, a, it's annoying. They made a compilation of uh, LeBron James fadeaways in the playoffs. Come on. Come on now. We spent more time. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) You know, at the same time, I talked about it as well. We heard more about what PG was doing in the offseason throughout OKC season than them figuring out how to play basketball together. All season. Like, come on. It's it's a time and a place for that. Listen, every time I hear anything about that, that Kyrie's Earth is flat theory, that rumor. I'm legally blind. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of that shit. And they were pumping that storyline every time they had a, a chance. The whole All Star game was about him. Earth is flat. That's crazy to me. Who cares? I want to know about strategic adjustments, like right. you said. I want to know. I want to hear about the top four seeds in the, in the West, top four seeds in the East, battling it out. I want to see coaching adjustments. I mean, maybe I'm too, asking for too much by asking no, no, for no, basketball. Just, you're a basketball nerd. That's what it is. You're wrong either way. I'm asking for too much. <laughs> yeah. And if I got to hear LeBron is a GOAT one more time, Golden State is the most unstoppable team of all time, the greatest team of all time, that's that's an, listen, another storyline they want to push. Listen, let's put this on the table right now. There is no all-time anything happening in the NBA right now. None. We have modern era stuff happening, but no all-time anything happening. Yes. Period. Disagree if you want. It's a fact. I agree. I agree 100%. Ah, man. So, we alluded to this earlier. The West Finals, Western Conference Finals. My man CP3 didn't play. Mm -hmm. The Houston Rockets went down in a very interesting, a peculiar Game 7. Four All-Stars and injury luck is not enough, I suppose, for the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, Houston lost. There There were a lot of... Storylines, I feel like, in this series. A lot of adjustments or lack thereof, maybe, in this series. Okay. You know, there was a lot of uh, feelings and thoughts of people thinking what was going to happen in the series coming in. And a lot didn't go as as people perceived it would yeah, be. I I'm feel guilty like. of it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was, even though I had Houston winning the seven, I had it playing out a different way. But it was close to the way I played out. But the way, the style of play isn't what we thought it would be it was yeah you know what it was i think i texted it to you and i used the word attrition Mm -hmm. like after the first two games it was like straight up a three Mm -hmm. first three games it was like attrition because the thing is about this and you've been watching ball a long time just when two good teams get together over a long series Mm -hmm. 
it's never going to be what you think it's going to be because yeah. they're, too, they're so good that they're stopping each other yes. from doing what they would love to do in order to win. They know and the playbook. They know the pl- is there are no secrets, mm-hmm. you know. And to your point, I'm gonna lob it back to you about adjustments. You know, I I hate to do the coach thing. I'm not a proponent of it. Oh, I'm with you. But I'm I'm on. D'Antoni failed them in my in my in my heart. He failed them. They're like. When I watched that series, and I think I was like halfway through the third quarter at game four, and I'm like, they haven't adjusted anything from game one to right now. Nothing. And then from that point until the end of the series, they rolled the ball out. That's basically what Houston's game plan was. You know what we're going to do? Can you stop it? Yep. And you can't do that against the Warriors. You can't. You can't. And, and that was a problem for me. And you know what their adjustment was? What was that? CP3. That hey. was their that was their that was their adjustment. They were Dan Tony was relying on CP3 to make the necessary adjustments to to the team. And it was evident in game six and game seven. What was their game plan in game six and game seven? I mean, shoot the three. That's we it. know that's their normal strategic approach. No, nah, shoot more. Shoot after three. Exactly. My problem. <laughs> shoot more. And you know how many threes they took in game seven? 83 three-pointers combined for both teams in Game 7. Ridiculous. Golden State shot 16 for 39. Houston shot 7 for 44. And we know the 0 for 27 uh, three-point streak, non-streak. Crazy. Which was ridiculous. A playoff record. Ridiculous. But I will say, a little bit into the conspiracy season with this, Mm -hmm. One in the middle of that uh, 27 straight misses. Mm-hmm. James Harden did make that three-pointer that the referees, Scott Foster in particular, the dirty Scott Foster, <laughs> stole from him when he made it on clay. Yeah. He got the three-point play. He yeah. banked it in. They took it away, which was ridiculous to me. That was in that third quarter. It took three different three-point shots away from James Harden. I got a, a situation, you know, I'm not even going to focus on the third mm-hmm. quarter. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you where I think the game flipped. Mm-hmm. Nobody really pointed it out because they, they probably didn't think it was important. Mm-hmm. But it was, a, it was a spot in that game where I think it was 48 to 35. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you could see, like, Houston's crowd, they hemorrhaging. Like, they, they, it, it's a powder keg, I said last yeah. night. They were ready to run Golden State yeah. off the floor. They were ready. Right? And there was a shot that he took that Jordan Bell clearly fouled him. They didn't call it. The three-pointer, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Clay that was came, the first one. Clay came down out of a side, hit a three. I think two possessions later, he got fouled again. It ended up being a steal. Yep. They didn't call it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the knockout, like they, it, to me, Golden State was on the stand at eight at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And the knockout was coming, and the referees knew that and didn't blow the whistle. Because yeah. I have a conversation with people, I feel like the referees make momentum calls. Yes, it's all, all about momentum. And at that point, I felt as though... I, can I get the conspiracy sound in a second? But at that point, I felt as though they knew where it was going mm. and couldn't allow it to happen, mm. and they didn't blow the whistle. Mm. That was when... Listen, dog. That was when my eyebrow went up. Because mm. I'm like, if you call those fouls there with that standing eight count, it's a TKO. The Golden State's going down 26. Yeah. Or something crazy at half. Because it kept it was an alley to Capella. It was an alley the to Capella. Were it, those were momentum plays. We right. scored about three, four times right. in a row at that point. Exactly. So Harden was feeling good and felt like he could shoot that three. Exactly. And it was such a it was a, both non calls or blatant fouls that were called in Golden State the game previously. The exact the you know exact same calls all series. So I can't walk around here and like boost up Golden State without acknowledging the fact that things happened in that game. 
that would have that decided the game that looks small to the to the to the regular casual mm-hmm. view. But to mm-hmm. me, it was like, ooh, if he if he gets those three shots, they down sixteen. Mm-hmm. If Clay hits that shot, they get another three shot foul for Harden. That's demoralizing. Yep. Plays might not want to keep pushing the pace and Momentum. trying to get buckets. But then you start seeing that 15, 17 point lead dwindling down to nine, eleven yep. and a half. Golden State, I'll be right there. You know the nerves come out. Exactly. They start getting a little nervous. And, and like Golden State is already confident. They, they stymied whatever Houston could have done in that moment. Yeah. That's, that's what it was for me. I'm glad you alluded to that because another example of that is to the naked eye, they might not have noticed this, mm-hmm. but those super illegal screens that they didn't call. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember one particular third quarter. Well, actually, two. He had Harden two. in the headlock, Jordan he Bell. Had, Jordan Bell had Harden in the headlock put right in front of Dirty Scott Foster. There you go. Right in front of him. Momentum call. For a Steph Curry wide open three. Everyone in the building knew that was going in. It's something about those Steph threes in the third that feel like really big body shots that yeah. teams don't recover from. I don't that know what That three-pointer feels like nine points. Yes. They feel like nine. And then two plays later, Nick Young. They had an egregious illegal screen. Mm-hmm. Nick Young got that open three that, once again, I believe it was Jordan Bell. Did he get him a lead on that three, was it? Yes, that's okay. what it took the lead on, that three right there. Swaggy P. He got a wide open three when mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker was right there. He killed him off on that. And one more egregious play. I think everyone has saw it. The drive from Eric Gordon when he... When he got sandwiched, two, he drove into two warriors. He drove into three whole bunch, warriors. A whole bunch of forearm action happening and Hope no call. Fell yeah. to the ground yeah. and no call. You know what that led to? A Golden State three. There you go. Momentum plays. And that right there, that was in the middle of that third quarter, that eight minute stretch basically in the third quarter. Right. Where right. we talk about Golden State's third quarter runs, and they had them. But they had great shots, but they had some aid from the rest as now, well. A couple now, of blown knock calls. Now, this is where I'm going to come on the basketball side of the, of the fence. I'm getting ready to go there. Conspiracies aside. Yes. Back to Dan Tony. Mm-hmm. Just why, in God's name, was Ryan Anderson consistently put on the island with hot ass Steph Curry? Can you answer that for me? You know what that was? Desperation. Desperation. That was desperation right there because Ryan Anderson had no business in this series. My problem with Dan Tony, which is his rotation, and Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone's problem with him is his rotations. We know he only plays seven-man, a seven-man rotation. Ran my man CP3 into the ground, played 42 minutes a night at age 33. He's not LeBron. He's not. There's only LeBron can do that. He's the team with hamstring issues. Exactly. (laughs) It's a known fact. You're going to play the man 42 minutes? I don't care if he tells you he doesn't want to sit down. Sit him down. Yeah. He played in back-to-back consecutive full fourth quarters. Back-to-back. So, with that aside, Mm -hmm. the non-rotations. Iso Joe. You mean to tell me Iso Joe couldn't get you 10 to 15 minutes in this series? He could. He couldn't he play against have. Jordan Bell? To he me, couldn't cook Kevin Looney? Yes. To me, the biggest like mistakes in that series on both sides was Iso Joe, to your point, and as I've been lamenting, where's JaVale? JaVale could, McGee, why didn't he get any run? What, what was so special about Kevin Looney? Get I, the hell out of here. I don't understand. UCLA, no. You bet. <laughs> Kevin Looney, honestly, I was looking at that also. I found that rather interesting because if I'm Steve Kerr, right? This is me taking my fan hat off. If I'm Steve Kerr, I'm putting JaVale McGee on Clint Capella because of that length, and he can alter shots at the rim. Salivating for that matchup that never happened. But I think I will say to maybe Steve Kerr's credit, I don't know if I want to give him credit. I don't really (laughs) like Steve Kerr. But maybe he was thinking because Houston was seeking out those isolations, yeah. he didn't trust J- uh, JaVel McGee on an island with James Harden and CP3. I guess he's a professional fouler, JaVel. Yes. That's the only reason I can imagine <laughs> because Looney was getting yes. 
barbecue chicken out there. Oh, repeatedly. All the time. So if you're going to say that's the argument, Steve, then there's no difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. back to Dan Tony now. We, we go to Ryan Anderson. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the game on the couch with Shorty, and I'm, and I'm tight. Why? I'm not even a Rockets fan. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Just when, when that barrage is happening, mm-hmm. call timeout. Call timeout. Call timeout. She's looking up at me like, why are you saying call timeout? Do you see what's happening? I look back. So you see what's happening out here? They're getting smoked. Smoked. All they needed was a, that, the clock. I always love pop. It could be like a, a two quick baskets. A pop is calling timeout. He'll call timeout 30 seconds in. D'Antoni watched an 11-point lead turn into a nine-point deficit and never called timeout. Never. And I could not believe what I was looking at. I, to I, which, just off the backboard to you, mm-hmm. conspiracy season. Yeah. Are you in on this? You know what I'm saying? I'm in on all conspiracies for this game. Because how could you watch that? That that makes that makes no sense to me. And, oh, he's spoiling y'all. <laughs> it makes it just makes no sense to me, man. I've never seen that before in it, my life. Ridiculous. I've no, seen Phil Jackson no go through runs and not no call adjustments. Timeouts. It was just shoot more. Right. Oh, of Trevor Reza, oh for nine. 0 for 12 from yes. the field. 0 for 9 from 3. Shoot more. James Harden went 22 straight misses from 3. Oh my God. Shoot more. My God. Don't take a mid-range jump shot. Those don't exist. Oh if CP3 is not on the floor, those don't exist. No. Everyone just loses their basketball mind. Mine must be. But let's talk on the positive side. Okay, let's second, talk about it. Right? One thing I've noticed Houston did do right mm-hmm. was on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Right? I feel like they were very good on their switches. Very good on their switches. Yo. But they were very aggressive on the switches. But I, I feel like one thing about me, I feel like they over-switched a little bit because at times they were switching unnecessary things. Right. Like if it was a like a de- you, those decoy picks, you know yes. those fake picks when they come and do yes. set a fake pick for Steph to for run around. Play, right. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just, it's just a deflection. They will switch out on those and then you got of Ryan Anderson on him. You end up with Ryan Anderson on him. Or somebody who has no business exactly. guarding Steph. Cliff Capella could actually guard Steph on occasion, which I was very impressed by his oh, yeah. perimeter defense. So, But they had a lot of unnecessary switches, which I, which I don't feel like they needed to, and left James Harden on their playing defense a lot of possessions that he didn't need to. Right? So, but with the switches, they allowed they were allowed to be a lot more physical against right, Golden State, right. push him off the three-point line. They turned Steph... Into a two-point shooter rather than a three-point shooter. Out of sheer necessity. Yeah. And if you notice, every back cut, every screen that they had, Mm -hmm. every back cut, as I said before, Houston actually saw a lot of those. You know what Houston was doing? They were like... They were jumping out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So when he's coming on that screen, they had a body... kept like a body on Steph. Mm -hmm. They they made Steph feel them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They were like bulldogs on certain switches where they were pushing the pick out yes. towards like the hash area between the half court circle and the three point line. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. But for but again, if a good team keeps seeing that look over and over again, they're gonna counter it's like Floyd. Yeah. You 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 gotta mix it up with Floyd. Because eventually if you're gonna keep giving Floyd the one, two, three He's going to shoulder roll it. He's going to counter it. You're dead. Yeah. If you're going to keep switching and trapping, eventually they're going to change. First thing they did, Golden State, for those who were watching, was they negated the half-court sets. Mm-hmm. Even when y'all made shots, mm-hmm. they were run. Yep. So we, we can't afford to set it up because yep. they're not giving us anything. Even when on a made shot, they were running. Right. Pushing and, it up. And then that, that pushing the pace, the switching that you guys were doing in the second half weren't as ferocious mm-hmm. because the legs weren't there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? 
It's they, tough. They couldn't be as aggressive. Ryan Anderson had to come in the game because somebody was tired. Exactly. They were definitely tired. So it became like a, a, a human chess match, it, so it, to speak. It sure did. It, it was a game of a game of attrition, basically. Yeah. It was. It was. And I feel like Houston also forced Golden State to play their game. Right. They turned uh, Golden State was that into the a game, though. I, I, mean, I might disagree t- with you at there, times guys. because I felt like they they decided to go ISO a lot right, more than right. they normally did. We're giving the ball to KD in the high post when we were winning when CB3 true, was true. playing. Absolutely, not absolutely. game six and seven because I don't know who the hell that team was in game oh. six and game seven. That's not the team that I that I've grown to love this year. That's not the team that I know. Well, obviously because the captain is not there. Oh, the captain. But okay. in the games that he did play, games one through five, mm-hmm. they turned Golden State into. Not a total isolation team, but they are isolated a lot more than usual. With okay. A lot of those high KD post-ups. They left Chris Paul on him, single coverage. They left Eric Gordon on him, single they coverage. They baited KD into the BS. Agreed. Exactly. Okay, and he fell for that. it. He took, them, he took them out of the game, and I felt like that was when Houston, Houston was at their best. True. Because he was taking long shots. He was making some tough shots, boy. Damn. But they bodied him up, and they played excellent defense. And right. I have to come in, Houston, for that. No, shout out to Houston. Because, as I said to you, there there were a lot of grown men mm-hmm. on the Rockets. Yes. Even when he was trying to, like, post up CP, mm-hmm. Gordon, mm-hmm. Tucker, mm-hmm. he has a height advantage in them. Huge height advantage. But you got a lot of skinny bodies on Golden State. Yes. You got a lot of grown men on Houston. You got a lot, a lot of, of grown even men Even the short Houston. dudes got a little size on them. So you got to move me. Mm-hmm. KD's not moving anybody. And he got baited into those ISOs to the point that if you read body language to your point earlier about the league, you saw teammates getting frustrated with KD. Oh, yes. Draymond That's the was first time I've seen that. demonstrative with, with KD many times. Many Steph, times. Steph passing the ball and flailing his hands after the pass. Clay looking around like, what's going on out here? You know what I'm saying? And you started to see, like, what is this guy doing? Mm. This is not what we do. I started to see a little, there was some chinks in the arm. It was OKC-ish. Yes. At points in that mm. series. But I kind of disagree with you because mm-hmm. I'll say this in, in fairness to, to Golden State, I believe that the defense that they played was what they were going to do to Houston all the while. Mm-hmm. You know, after game three, you guys never went over 100 points again. That's yeah. not even with CP for a couple of those games. I mm-hmm. looked at it like this is what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of the freedom. That you guys had against certain teams and the, and the intimidation factor, because you guys was yeah. extremely intimidating. It wasn't gonna be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know those those, those fences get tight. The, your shoulders is by your ears, yeah. and them shots start bricking. You know, <laughs> even in Game Seven, yeah. because let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. You know, CP didn't play, and he would have been a stabilizer. Mm-hmm. But there were too many open shots for me to really say, oh, they missed CP. They missed a lot of open shots. Yeah. It ain't like it ain't like Golden State was contesting everything. They weren't. You guys ran your offense. The mm-hmm. ball moved. Y'all will find a tuck in the corner. Brick. A reason in the corner. Brick. That that thirty foot three from Gordon. Brick. Yeah. Between I think it was Harden, Ariza, and Gordon. They were a combined four for 34 from three in a game. But the problem was they didn't give Golden State different looks. When you have somebody like CP in there, occasionally, not occasionally, he's top two in the league in mid-range shots. He's going to attack the paint. He's going to attack the paint. And uh, James Harden, when he attacks the paint, he's looking to get a foul or go to the rim. That's the difference. CP is not really looking for contact a lot of the times. He's looking to pull back. Bait you in so I can either get an alley to Capella or whatever big man's down there, or I'm going to just shoot my mid-range, and that's a layup for him. And again, to D'Antoni, I hate to beat this dead horse, but at some point, coach, these threes aren't falling. Yeah. Implore them to go to the basket. The game plan. You know? And I'm glad you said that because you blame D'Antoni a little bit. 
I'm going to slander James Harden a little bit. Okay, let's way. take it there. James Harden. I mean, we're actually going to talk about him a little bit later, but I got to say this for him. He showed me to me that he's not a leader in my mind. I didn't like the leadership from James Harden in game six and game seven in particular. When Chris Paul went out, right? That mm-hmm. is your chance to grab the bull by the horns. Tell the team, right? Listen, mm-hmm. follow my lead. We're going to win this thing. Or we're either going to go down swinging in a way as if I'm calling every play, right? I'm going to be involved in every single play. Right. And I'm not going to leave you guys out, out there to make decisions on your own. Many times Trevor Reza was left alone to just dribble into oblivion. P.J. Tucker no many plan. times had the ball for, for for a few seconds and didn't know what to do with it, that he had a few turnovers, Even right? Even the inbound passes, nobody's looking at Tucker. Ridiculous inbound yeah. passes. So my point is, where I didn't see the leadership with him was for his lackadaisicalness right. with the ball. He had a lot of lazy passes in the game six and the game seven, games of this magnitude. I don't want to see the lackadaisicalness, the lazy passes. And I didn't really see him yelling at the guys like I want to see your leader. Right. As much slander as I give Draymond, he was yelling at KD, wasn't he? Draymond was yelling from tip off. From tip. Why can't James Harden do that? CP3 was doing that from now, games one through five. So now here, just we are, you know, you know, no plugging, but now we are in the gray area. Mm-hmm. Why? Because now we see, you know, as much as I slander Westbrook, Westbrook game isn't an alpha game. It's a beta game, but he has that tenacity. Mm-hmm. One, OKC should have kept those three boys together because yeah. he, Russ would have been the Draymond for two guys who yes. have alpha talent but beta yes. personalities. Yes. It's no secret, right, that Draymond gravitates to KD and brings the dog out of him. Yep. We saw your man many times during the season and even when he got hurt mm-hmm. trying to pull the dog out of, out of Harden. They during need game that. five or game six or yeah. game five, whatever game that was, did you see him slapping yes. them on the leg yes. like, yo, what's up? Get, they get. need that because to me, after this series, just I got to say it, you know, it's going to piss people off, maybe. Mm-hmm. But... Harden and KD to me are world class front runners. Mm, oh, I I agree. They're not anything more than that. 100% they're only agree. really good when they're ahead. Yes. You can't count on them to get you back. Mm-hmm. But if you're up like four to six, oh, they'll slaughter in you. In that in that mid run situation where the team is coming back, they'll hit the shot to stop the run. Juggernaut. But if mm-hmm. you're down eight, mm-hmm. they're not gonna say, "Give me the motherfucking ball and get out the way." They never say that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, sep- that. you know, the guys might not have the stats, but I'm not afraid of them. Like, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of Kyrie. Mm-hmm. To a degree, I'm afraid of Steph. Because Steph, when they needed it both times, six and seven, he came. Mm-hmm. Fair is fair. Mm-hmm. You know, even you don't like you don't like him like that. But the third quarter of both games. He oh, he showed up. He wasn't trying to lose. Oh, he showed up. But LeBron now, got to give it credit. Mm-hmm. LeBron at some point decides, like, yo, y'all got to get out the way. Yeah. I'm not losing. I'm not losing. And that's what I look for. I texted you after game four. Mm-hmm. I looked at CP3 and I'm like, he's not trying to lose. And I am attracted to that shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was missing on Houston. It was missing. You know what I mean? It was missing. It was it was so blatant in game six and game seven. Yeah. It, was so, it was so blatant. It was like, what you thought? Y'all up 17, the game is over? No. You, Y'all you know up 15, who had, the game you know is who over? had no. the most fight? Who? PJ Tucker. No. PJ Tucker became my my second favorite player in this yeah. in this series. PJ Tucker, I give him the utmost respect. He's that a, man was playing his heart out. He's a dark alley player. He you is. You can take him places anywhere. You can take him places. I want PJ Tucker on my team any day of the week. Exactly. Any day of the week. And um, so I'm glad that we brought up KD. So I want to get our quick evaluations of the performance of KD and of Steph this okay. series. So you, 
looking at from the outside in, how would you evaluate KD? Let's start there. This um, series. When you say evaluate, like I'm doing letter grades or just like how do you how do you I would say what was your overall perception or viewpoint? You kinda alluded to a little bit about the beta um, stuff. Steph Steph he, he grew on me mm-hmm. because there was a question, you know, it's documented here on this show about Seth needing and these high leverage moments mm-hmm. to show up. Mm-hmm. And I believe that finally we saw Steph show up and his team needed him. Mm-hmm. I saw KD do all the things he did in the OKC that gave that had Westbrook giving him the side eye. Mm-hmm. When things was getting hot and, you know, when the sphincters got tight, the mm-hmm. shoulders is by your ears. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking north and south drives to the basket, he's mm-hmm. going east and west. Yeah. He's taking bad shots. He's dribbling, looking for nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Playing with no tenacity. Oh. So my perception of KD has dropped a little bit. Oh, it's long, dropped a little long bit. Long story short, I spent seven games being extremely frustrated with Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. Because his, his, his... I thought you was giving KD love for this series. No. Oh, I thought you were. If, if Steph is not on the team, they lose. Period. Oh. KD didn't win this series. KD was a part of the whole. Yes. Steph won the series. Yeah. I agree. Clay won the series. Dre, what he did, won the series. But I would say this, right? Because <clears throat> you say Steph Curry won this series. You know KD did have the most points in the conference finals history? That's cool, but that's okay. numbers. Now, okay. What, what about situations? Thank, thank you for saying that. It's not just numbers. It's situation and it's impact. Right. Especially impact at the end of the games. And exactly. KD, he was nowhere to be found in two of the games. He was nowhere to be. He was nowhere. Maybe three. Bro, games three, because three was a smokeout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But those keynote game four and yeah. five, as the point guard started mm-hmm. to rise, mm-hmm. KD was driving east and west. Yeah, and I feel like that's a problem with KD because I think I still feel like he has something missing mentally. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Something mentally is missing? The mama mentality. No, oh, the mama mentality. There <laughs> it ain't there. There it is. There it is. And I, I thought KD had it because he had a couple of great moments. But like you said, in an OKC, when he yeah. had a couple of shots where he bailed out Westbrook a few times. Yeah, a he lot did. of times. He did. But, man, I but see But how the, many times did you see KD, boom, catch the ball, mid to high post, stairs defended down, and make a play? How many times was it jump shots that maybe could have been argued were bad shots that went oh, in? Oh, yeah. A lot of them you know were saying? bad shots. Take the ball, make a play. Clint Capella can't guard you, bro. What mm-hmm. are you doing? I 100% agree. I agree. So I agree with you in all those points. I, I think KD, I think he had a... To me, I didn't see anything more from KD this series to make me put him in another threshold or a no. higher stratosphere. No. I I, I mean, maybe you could say that he's the second best player in the NBA, but he I feel like that's, he's himself. in a group of second tier to me. True. Other he, than LeBron. To me, he solidified himself as never going to surpass LeBron. There yeah, there we go. A hundred percent. Point blank. And I was impressed with Steph, but I wasn't impressed with Steph fans because Steph fans, Steph apologists were yeah, out in full it, effect this series. They're doing too much. Yeah. Listen. Out in full effect. He's hurt. Down. He's that's, hurt. Oh, I'm he's sorry, injured. Just, what? That's what I mean. That hurt. Get out of here. Well, uh, game one <laughs> and two, he's hurt. Game three, he, he's miraculously injured. Listen, the man was good to go all series long. I don't want to hear. He had a couple of bad Schizo, games. Schizo bipolar coverage. Schizo, yeah, the man had some defense played up on. Everyone was shooting hard. Everyone was had bad percentages. Everyone was playing some defense I in this think series. On the thread, I jumped in at one point and said, "When are we going to credit Houston's defense?" Yes, because it was like I getting annoying. You, for that. you know what I'm saying? Like it was the defense, bro. He it was defense. He doesn't like when guys are on his body. He yeah. hates it. You saw how many times he got knocked to the ground exactly. in games one and game two. It was ridiculous. They allowed him to be physical, and that's all it was. So moving on really quick, evaluating James Harden and and uh, CP3's performance. What, how would you evaluate their performance in this series? At this, at the sake of being fully objective and not trying to piss you off, I can't. <laughs> I 
Harden did solid. CP3 gets an incomplete grade. But Harden, mm. he he did what we, he normally does in these situations. Mm. I'll say this in game six, he played better than I put it this way. He didn't go out like a little bitch this mm. time. Mm. He emptied the clip in both games, but again, in certain situations, mm. he didn't grab the ball and make something happen. Even when your coach is telling you to pull threes, you could you could have set up in the mid-post. Mm. You could have did a blow by, get a layup, get the crowd back into the game, throw an alley to Capello. None of that was existent. I agree. So he he did he did Enough to where you can't say he didn't choke, but he to me he didn't do enough to fully change the perception of him. CP gets it incomplete. Mm, okay, for me James Harden, I feel like what I what I like to call him. I feel like he he lost. Oh, matter of fact, I've he's been exposed to me of not having situational IQ. Oh yeah, is what I call for James Harden. I thought he had some situational IQ, but to me. I say that he has no situational. What if IQ. I say this to you, Just? Maybe mm-hmm. he's not IQ in his his heart. It could, fear, oh, fear it could gets be that in the too. way of the brain. That's true. You know, I I, I definitely felt like he felt the pressure. And he mm-hmm. tried to play it all calm and cool and collected, but I feel like he was atta- He was definitely rattled a little bit. Oh he, yeah, he got off his game. He definitely he was he just started jacking up shots at one point. He's like, if I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna just make it look like I'm going down swinging, like I put all my effort in. Yeah. So, and his leadership as well is what I didn't like from James Harden this series. So, I wasn't a particular fan about that. But other than that, I mean, he was the same offensive player. I mean, isolation player, hitting Mm -hmm. those same step-back threes, trying to go to the rim and uh, bait fouls. I mean, it's the same kind of offensive threat that he is during the season. I feel like he played a lot better defensively, though, this uh, this series. I'll give him that. He did. I'll give him that. I'll ask you this. I know we got to move on. Is it time for him to maybe you know, this summer get with CP and look into that mid-range, mid-post yes. game, add that to the game? Listen, I I, I was listening, uh, I think it was Anton Walker who said that. He said what I, what he's noticed from James Harden is that he hasn't added another aspect to his game okay. as many stars do. He brought up LeBron how he added that little uh, fadeaway, yeah. little mid-range, little uh. pull-up, everything he's been doing now <laughs> that he swears is going to go in. Yeah. Everyone added, adds another dimension to their game. Right. And James Harden, his next step, to me, is getting a mid-range game. Yeah. And he should be in the gym of CP3 all day yeah, getting that. You, if you could operate from there, it changes the looks you're going to get, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And for me, CP3, I mean, everyone knows. There's no surprise there. I mean, I always knew he was the heart and soul of this team. Yeah. I feel like he showed that. Now the world knows he's the heart and soul, that he's a leader of this team. And I still say if he was playing, we would have won this series in seven, as I predicted. I because uh, <laughs> CP was a dog at the end of every one of these games. He galvanized the team, and that's what leadership is to me. I agree. And he just showed that he was basically not carrying James Harden through the season, but carrying him mentally, I feel like. He was the like season. his Yoda. Like, yeah, this is what you need to do to yes. be great. He was his Yoda. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And um, really quick before me, why do you think most people underestimated Houston this, series, this season as a whole? Because um, we were on record loving the trade, by the way. You know I absolutely. did, but you were on the record as perception. well, so I got to give you love. Perception. CP hadn't got it done. James Harden's folded a lot. Mm-hmm. Coach Pringles, a.k.a. Coach D'Antoni, never got it done. Never. So you, you put those three elements together along with the narrative juice that they kept drinking. Mm-hmm. Of course people are not going to believe. Yeah. For me personally... I looked at Golden State's roster and I felt as though when they play their game the way they're supposed to play, nobody's going to beat them. Mm-hmm. I'm on wax saying Which is that. fair. You know what fair I'm saying? Assessment. I looked at Houston and I'm like, I don't know. Because I felt as though if Golden State defends the way we know they can defend, a lot of the stuff that Houston gets away with, they won't be able to, to get away with. Mm-hmm. Where I was wrong was I didn't know that Houston was this tenacious. Mm. That tenacity, that grown man shit, mm-hmm. that 
I came away so impressed yeah. from them because it's like I thought they were going to fold. They were going to get punched in game one, uh-huh. try to fight game two, get punched again, get swept, uh-huh. or lose in five games. Uh-huh. I didn't know that they had this much heart. Uh-huh. I underestimated CP3 in a better situation uh-huh. what his impact could be. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I would say I, I definitely appreciate that assessment right there because the only reason I'm saying I knew that was because I literally watched every single dribble from that team this season. Yeah. I'm like, no joke. You already know I watch a lot of games. So I think now. I knew they had it in them. Just to make you happy, mm-hmm. we can close the door on Blake Griffin. Oh. Because now we see what CP3's impact really is yes, in the th- right situation. Thank you. Thank you. Because there's a lot of dudes out here acting like Blake Griffin is calm alone. Close the door. I, it's I, over. I'm talking about CP3 and, and John Stockton. He had Blake Griffin. Same thing as Carmelo. That is not the same player. It's over. It's, it's closed that door for sure. And um and also my man BTG also called in. And um he left a voicemail uh about me and my Rockets and how we came into this episode, Jar. I'm here for it. I know Jar. Just above the rim. I know we're here for it. So... 27 straight threes, but you know, what can I say? Let's not, let's forget about that. Let's blame the refs. Cause apparently what they was doing in the first half, they stopped doing in the second half. Forget about the 27 straight threes. I gotta mention that again. But another thing that we can't mention <laughs> is that Clay had three fouls in the first five minutes. He subs back in, nobody goes at him. Yeah, I don't wanna talk about that either, just. Uh, can we continue to talk about CP3 not being durable in the playoffs? No, probably not. Probably not. That's not fair. You know what I'm saying? What else is not fair is that when they bring on Bell, you know, he's an offensive liability and they don't force him to shoot. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, continue to attack Curry. Did they do that? Uh, either they, either they tried and he stepped it up on defense or they went away from him. Yet to still... 27 straight threes, nobody calls a timeout and says, yo, get your shit together. Bring up the mid-range or attack the basket. Eric Gordon, arguably, is the second best player to penetrate for that team. He can get to the cup, I wouldn't say with ease, but he definitely makes it look good. And he finishes just as great as anybody else can finish at the rim. He does. He's shown it. But, you know, you guys settle for the three ball. 27 straight times, which is not you guys' fault. Definitely the ref fault. You know what I'm saying? So I must say, Yo. don't change anything because they asked Mike, do y'all need to change anything? No, 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 no. Y'all got to the Western Conference Finals and y'all went to the seventh game with the offense that y'all been playing all year. The only thing is learn how to capitalize on Golden State mistakes. That's it, you know. But you know what? I got to get back to it because now the team that I'm caping for is in the finals against Braun. And I can't cape for Braun because there's enough people caping for him. We know that. So you know what? Fuck it. (laughs) BTG, shout out to you. Baylor was really trying to piss you off there. Yeah, he was. But you know what, BTG? Uh, I like it. It's cool. It's conspiracy season, like I said before. I got one word for Baylor. Touche. Touche, man. Hey, touche. I, I I gotta give you love for that, Bella, because we, we did. Dan Tony had a lot of bad adjustments. He should have uh went on Jordan Bill. CP3's durability right now is in slight question, but we all know this is nothing new. Mm. And um, you ain't saying nothing new, BTG. You ain't saying nothing new, brother. A lot of armchair quarterback. Boy, if you don't get stop it. <laughs> stop the caping, Bella. Cut the bullshit out and stop the caping. Take off your Golden State jersey, my brother. <laughs> Take it on. And I will be on Oprah Run soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. 
Lay off the empty calories, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, we know the Cavs won Game 7. Game 7, I call it a grown man's game, I wrote down. It's True. Game 7. Ha. It was a grown man's game, I felt like. LeBron came and took Game 7, played almost the entire game, had 35-5-9. and nine. Cavs looked sluggish towards the start of the game, but picked it up. It was a Jeff Green sighting. Look at that. Sighting, uh, in the, starting in the place of weak-ass Kevin Love, Mm-mm-mm. who concussion. had a concussion. Soft. Boy, if you don't get... Come on, man. It's a game seven, bro. I, out of place. It's concussion protocol, I just. mean, it's, pro, it's protocol. <laughs> Excuse me. It's protocol. My bad. It, it, it's protocol. And um, Tatum was excellent in this series. Boston uh, was seven for thirty nine from three. They also had a, a Houston Rockets sighting in game in game number seven with their three point shooting, mm. oh. and it was terrible. And um, my take a situation a, where the coach doesn't tell them to go to the basket. It didn't, didn't make any sense. So I, my one of my takeaways from from this series, to me, I just feel like to me it's a, it's a shame how grown men get rattled on the road. Oh yeah. Like it was to me, it was just a shame in this. Like the Celtics are literally two different teams on the road and at home. The Cavs are two different teams on the road and at home. The difference in Game Seven was just LeBron James and LeBron James only, only, only. So both teams still played like garbage. To me, it is just a shame how grown men just get this rattled at this level of the NBA. And that was just one of my takeaways. You know, in general, it's not really much. That we could get away from this series. Yeah, this series wasn't very dynamic. Not it at was all. good theater, but in terms of basketball, what it's not really much there. Not at all. But I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna use this opportunity to pump up my guy, Kyrie oh. Irving, because you know what? I sat back. I haven't spoken on this man too much because I wanted to wait. Mm-hmm. All of, oh they don't need Kyrie. Kyrie was holding this guy back, and Kyrie was holding that guy back. And I'm like, yo, you acting like they were losing before Kyrie got hurt. They mm-hmm. were a great team with Kyrie, mm-hmm. but we saw road games in these playoffs that they needed a superstar. Oh yeah. Then Game Seven, when things got weird, because they the first quarter they scored 26 points, and then the second quarter they scored like 19, and the, and the third they scored 13. Mm-hmm. That's where your superstar comes in. That's money time. When LeBron is wilding on one end of the floor, number mm-hmm. 11 would have brought you home. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I really just want to take this moment to tell all of y'all <laughs> to pump your brakes. Babe. Tatum is cool, right? Mm-hmm. He's nice. He's a cool story. Mm-hmm. I like players like that. I list them as well, cool stories. You always say he has cool stories, yeah. But you need a superstar. Stop it. Kyrie would have brought him home, in my opinion. Mm, okay, and I'm, so, I feel cheated. Same way, I think it's like the sports gods yes, know us. Yo. No CP for you, no Kyrie for me. We cheated. couldn't get our moment to really talk our shit on above the rim because the argument would have been legendary. Could you imagine if the Celtics played the Rockets in the finals this Boy. year and it was CP versus Kyrie? Boy. It would have been I told you, you so's on both sides. On both sides. Every game. It would have been overreaction season. season that every back. game. I told you. You saw how he crossed them, right? Yo, I, oh, man. I tell you. The oh, sports guy, they robbed us, they man. Robbed I us. really wanted to see Kyrie in his playoffs. Boy. I'm so disappointed, I've been man. looking they, for they robbed, LeBron they ammo to use in an argument. And oh, I yes. keep getting cheated. <laughs> the man has prevailed. Teflon. Teflon, bro. Teflon, bro. I tell you. So because you brought up Kyrie, do you feel like from an outside perspective, mm-hmm. do you feel like the perception of him elevated because he was missing from the series? Or do you feel like the general perception is going to be 
oh, they don't need Kyrie. Maybe they should move Kyrie, get some better pieces, maybe look for Kawhi. I think that it depends on who you ask. Mm. The Kyrie lovers will say, see, mm. the people who don't like Kyrie, who are iffy on Kyrie, trade him. Mm. They got Tatum. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So do you think there's legitimate arguments on both sides or no? I can see it, but okay. I don't think the other side is very legitimate. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? I put it on wax right now because I love above the rim. You bring this whole team back healthy, juggernaut next year. Golden mm. State East. See, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, right? Because when I looked at this roster for mm-hmm. next year, the projected roster, if they bring everybody back, what I'm I'm not crazy about the fit. Let okay. me tell you why I'm not crazy about the fit. Everyone knows I'm not a big Al Horford supporter. Oh, I, we know this. I, uh, Al Horford, to me, I guess I can't say overrated anymore. He's not mediocre. He, he finally showed up in the postseason. He, showed up finally. In a, he finally showed up in the postseason, but still not $30 million worth. He's overpaid. Don't yeah. stop arguing that, okay? Okay, because that's what I'm <laughs> arguing to people, and they think I'm calling him a scrub. I'm not saying a man is a scrub. No, he's not max Took money. For his pay grade. The level of production that I need is needs to be a little bit higher. So I saw this, right? Really quick. I'm going to get back to the fit. Did you see the numbers for Al Horford with Tristan Thompson on the court and with him off the court? I didn't, but I know I, you got him. Oh, you know I got him. Listen here. The numbers, right? With Al Horford, with Tristan on the court and with him off the court. Tristan on the court, 173 minutes, 8.7 rebounds, 3 assists, 33% from the floor, 22% from 3, negative 6 net rating. Ooh. With Tristan off the court. 25 points per game, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 67% from the field, 44% from 3, positive 23 net rating. So he's picking on the little guys. Okay. Got it. What do the Cavs, what are they lacking? They're I wonder lacking if they knew about court. that. All of, all of them who would talk about Horford, did they know about that? Oh, uh, they're going to hear it now if they listen to the rip. That. And maybe I should pump this on Twitter a little bit. You should. Bit. You Be- should leak that as soon as we're done here. Because it was, it was ridiculous. And yeah. others egregious. So go... Going back to Al Horford, I don't like the fit between Al Horford as your starting center, mm-hmm. right? Right now, I don't know who the power forward is. Is it Gordon Haywood? Is it Jason Tatum? Then who's your two? Is it Jalen Brown? Is it Kyrie Irving? Obviously, Rosier is coming bro. off the bench. How small? You know, in this league today, it doesn't matter as much anymore. But the East is Jaylen getting Brown a little is bit not, bigger. Jalen Brown is not no little guy. They're going to fill out. They, True, he's 6'7". You know, I think you could probably get away with it. With Horford so you think that'll be your starting five? Maybe, or maybe you put Jalen Brown as your sixth man just to be balanced. And then who's your two? Tatum? Gordon. Gordon Hayward as your two? Tatum is a, is a small forward in my eyes. He is a small forward to you me. Know what That's mean? the problem to me because him and Gordon Hayward are small You think they're going to get forwards. in each other's way? A little bit. Possibly. Yes. And plus, we do have Kyrie on there. But this is the, the isolation of, of, a, of a motion offense. Guys don't necessarily get in each other's way. True. They, the ball moves more, the ball movement, play movement, guys get to flourish. True, true. I just feel like Tatum. In his mind, right? He mm-hmm. feel like he's taking that next leap in this playoffs. And I feel like he has taken a nice That's leap fair. in his playoffs. He has the right to feel like he is a low-key star. He definitely ain't a superstar. He showed out this year. He showed out. There could be a possible all-star appearance next year with the popularity that he's been given now. He's true. got a lot of popularity. So to me, if I'm Jason Tatum, I'm thinking all-star level. In order for me to be an all-star, I need all-star minutes. This is fair. I can't have people you, getting in my way a little You got to take a page out of the Golden State book. Best way to maximize your, your talent is to play fast and move the ball. True. But those are vets on that side. True. But we going to see, brother. We going to see. We going to see. Do you think this postseason run for LeBron James right here, right? We know he took a horrible team, close resembles the 07 team when we had that terrible team. Mm. Do you feel like this is his most impressive Hell finals no. run? They need to knock it off. Stop. 
Thank you. There are no Sasha Pavloviches <laughs> or Booby Gibsons or Ilgowskises on this team, bro. Uh, <laughs> All right? That is facts. Knock it off. Knock it off. I wish I... What was, what was my man name with the, them dusty braids that hit the corner three against Daniel the Daniel Marshall? There ain't no Daniel Marshalls <laughs> over here. Listen, uh, listen man. I... I um, who, Jeff McGinnis. McGinnis. Jeff McGinnis. Who, uh, you got a bunch of grocery men. A bunch of grocery men. Folding clothes, Yo, playing with LeBron. There was Baby a lot of, as NBA players. Oh, God. There was a lot of grocery men on that roster. That was Not the worst team you could possibly bring to the NBA Finals, man. I mean, Drew Gooden. I'm Drew still trying Gooden. to think of Do you know what I mean? Like, you see, I'm here, right? Farajal. Farajal. Come on. Come on. on. (laughs) George Hill's better than all the guards on that team. Oh, listen, but you know they're pushing that story. They're pushing that. And they're the greatest finals run ever. No, going against the most unstoppable team. LeBron ever. suppresses all the guys' narrative. When is that mm. going to get some Oh, love? I asked that to CL in the last episode. I want to ask you, do you feel like LeBron minimizes his teammates in a way? Or is that overblown? Or what's your thoughts on that? My thoughts are... <laughs> Yes and no. You should see this guy's face, right? <laughs> yes and no. Okay. Because what you have to understand about LeBron, that I, I still don't understand why people don't talk about this enough, mm-hmm. is that LeBron needs a particular cast of characters. Mm, in order if to you succeed. Do, right. And if you're not within that, your numbers are going to hurt. You know what I mean? All LeBron needs is as a semi-mobile four mm. who can shoot from the outside, mm-hmm. a dynamic gunner, and some shooters around him, and he gonna win. Yeah, that's Jordan the ingre- Clarkson, that's the ingredients for that's LeBron the recipe. That's championship recipe. Yeah, Clarkson's not the gunner that they thought he would be. Yo man's he, he, he yo man. I ain't love him like that, bro. When he when he traded, I did not blink. I mean, you know those, what I'm saying? yeah, those crens- <laughs> those Crenshaw haircuts, boy. Hey. Listen, hey, listen, Baylor, BCG, get your man with those Compton get your haircuts. Mans. Get your man. George Hill's never been that guy to me. Mm-hmm. George Hill's like 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 a, a a Bloomingdale's version of the Macy's Clarkson. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep, I agree. Larry Nance is is a role player. Yeah, suspect. Kevin Love needs to post up. Doesn't get that because LeBron needs the lane clear. Yeah, his abilities are suppressed, much like Chris Bosh. Mm. But he can still his talent. Gives you enough to wear that it takes some of the load off of LeBron. Mm. There is no Kyrie here. Mm. There's no young Wade here. So these guys are quote unquote suppressed, Ooh. but they're still good enough. Oh, you're in the suppression range. In the suppression range if you don't fit what he needs. Okay. Kyrie averaged like 25 of LeBron. There wasn't no suppressing happening. True. That's, but he that's, fit. I was getting ready to say that. Do you feel like I don't think he really suppressed nah, Kyrie really? Because he fit the mold. Mm, got you. You need I, a certain skill set. That's true. I feel like he does suppress him in a way. I feel like. The way that he suppresses them, to me, is not really on court. Well, it's definitely on court because yeah. it does control the ball. But to me, it's the intimidation factor. LeBron James intimidates his teammates. I don't know if it's on the lowest. You argue with LeBron James? I ain't gonna argue with him. You got it, bro. Exactly. So <laughs> because he intimidates his teammates, they feel like, you know what? It's okay for me to just LeBron watch. True. And to go stand in the corner. And True. that's okay. They're accepting of that role, even if they weren't in that role in the previous team. LeBron, you want to do this dumbass handshake? Cool. We're going to do this dumbass yeah. handshake. Yeah. Whatever you want, LeBron. Buying, buying suits, matching yeah. suits, Tom Ford. You want to wear some high waters? Yeah, LeBron, I'll wear some high waters. Boom. <laughs> He's giving me a rollie every offseason. Whatever it is. I'm getting invited to his parties. You know, LeBron James does, he empowers his teammates, but he also intimidates his oh, teammates yeah. in a way. 
Teflon Braun is an experience. Oh, God, he's an experience. That's all we're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he's definitely an, ex- an experience. So uh, really quick, before we, uh, a little prelude to these finals right mm-hmm. here. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Cavs Warriors Part 4, I'm not really excited about this dance finals. I'm not excited at all. I think it's going to be a sham mockery in your words right? you like that one I, I like that one I like that one um, yeah I feel like the Golden State Warriors are going to pummel the Cavs in every which way shape or form um, I think the Golden State is going to win at five but if the NBA if it is conspiracy oh, yeah. season I do see a way will LeBron James can win this series if it is conspiracy season like I say uh, and that's why I'm scared of this series mm. now because I also seem like I have a bipolar schizo relationship with LeBron James. You do. You know what I'm saying? Because I respect the guy. I think a lot of my issues with LeBron is more circling around his coverage. Mm. If I could just appreciate yeah. the basketball, yeah. I wouldn't hate the, the That's situation really what it is. as much. LeBron sexuals it's, and all that. It's annoying. I know what it is. Yeah. But the gag is, and the irony of it all, is that because LeBron has finally played in the way that my man's Kobe Mm -hmm. and Jordan before him have played, Mm. that makes him even more dangerous now than when he wanted to be team player LeBron. Mm. LeBron sexuals would agree, but they don't understand the game the way we do. Mm -hmm. When you're that good and you imprint your will on the game that much, that much, in basketball of all sports, it is hard to lose. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. you got to stop the best repeatedly Mm -hmm. over and over again. Mm -hmm. Even in any sport, if you're asking me to stop the best repeatedly over and over again, it becomes mentally fatiguing. Mm -hmm. You can't deal with that. I agree. Iguodala's not playing. We don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Who's guarding LeBron? That, to me, is the main matchup. Who's guarding LeBron? Are you going to trust KD to guard LeBron for 48 minutes? Because LeBron's probably going to play 48 minutes or 46. I'm going to let you in on a secret, Just Mm -hmm. During Kobe's last run, Mm -hmm. the first thing I looked at when I looked at matchups was who you had on our team that could guard Kobe. Mm -hmm. If I looked at your roster and I saw no one that could guard Kobe, I was real comfortable. I'm calling it, and it's not going the distance. Mm -hmm. The only team that really pushed Kobe outside of Boston because they had people who could guard Kobe mm-hmm. was Houston with Battier and company mm-hmm. and Artest. That team was annoying. Yeah. If the best player has freelance reign on the court, he's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. If Iguodala's not playing, Golden State is, might be in a little trouble here because mm-hmm. LeBron is different when he's going ham and he's trying to get that 40. He is, and he has confidence in that the, arena. No fear of them. He has no fear and of Golden State. he hates Steph. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> like to say that um, LeBron does have some fear of the Warriors because mm-hmm. of last year with his comments. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want to talk about was. that right now. He knew what it was. Exactly. And I think this time he's a little bit more prepared. Little bit more prepared. I know I said Golden State, I feel like, is going to win in five because that's just my choice. I mean, I really don't want to pick Golden State every, anything. I'm not rooting for them, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I say Golden State in five, but I'm rooting for LeBron to win Head in says four. Golden State, your heart says LeBron. I you get damn it. right. You damn right. I'm rooting for LeBron all the way. I mean, I'm not even the biggest LeBron fan, but against these Warriors, I'm going to be a LeBron fan this yeah. series. And I, don't feel, I do feel like he has a very rather interesting opportunity to do this. And do you think maybe the Cavs might smarten up and take a page out of Houston's book since they put the recipe out there on the table that if you have some dogs on your team, maybe if you push around Golden State, be a little bit physical, 
You can get them a little bit out of their games. Where the dogs on Cleveland? That's my problem with them. You got J.R. Smith, but he'll elbow somebody. Yeah, that's a, outside of J.R., who tries to be LeBron's Oakley. Exactly. exactly. Too many times in these playoffs alone, I've seen this thing. I love to call it the, the distance stare. Mm-hmm. When you see guys on the court, but they're not looking at anything. Mm-hmm. I've seen it from Clarkson too yes. many times, from, from Hill too many times, Nance too many times. Even, even Tristan Thompson, Kardashian, Hood too many times. Houston wanted to eviscerate Golden State. Yeah. They, oh, they, they were, were hungry. They were Club Lang and Rocky Three. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't see that same dog, but yeah. LeBron is a big ass dog, mm-hmm. and he can give guys heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you asking me that he can he do it? If Golden State stops playing with their food, mm-hmm. it'll be done in five. Oh yeah, could be four. But I don't have that same kind of belief because they haven't. Oh. I, this doesn't look like the Warriors that I. This ain't last year Warriors. But to me, I feel like this was a Houston. It was because I'm giving more credit to Houston rather than Golden State is off their game. I feel like because they weren't ready, they were they were impressed. No, not with that the they Houston were ready. Tenacity. But that hunger. Mm. Oh, you feel like they don't have that hunger? Nah, mm. I can they, agree there. That disease of me is already happening. Yes. Going back to the, my point about Pat them Riley. looking at KD and getting tight with each other, yep. it's already happening. Yeah, that you know disease of me, that Pat Riley. Right. Yep. LeBron is a very dangerous character in a situation. Yes. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give LeBron two games. I'm gonna say it's four two Golden State mm. because they, they still have so many tools. Generous job. You know what I'm saying? It's just respect. Mm. I like. If they play how they supposed to play, mm-hmm. it's five games. Mm. But I don't think it's gonna happen that way. Mm. I listen, think they're gonna play with their food. Listen, it's it's to me, this series is just a battle of the narratives. Okay. <laughs> that's all this is. That's the most important matchup. Which most important matchup is which narrative you wanna push harder? The GOAT player, LeBron James, as ESPN loves to push. Can yep. he be, if he wins this series, he's gonna pass MJ. They already put that on the oh table. My God. And on the other end. The unstoppable team, the greatest team of all time, finally had some adversity. Iguodala was hurt. They mm-hmm. had some adversity. They were on the ropes, and then they beat the greatest player ever. <laughs> you're disgusted. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is if I'm the consumer, I'm picking as LeBron turns or all my Warriors. Boom. Which soap opera do I want? That's all it is. All right, that's fair. That's, that's fair. all it is. And, you know, that's why it goes back to conspiracy season. We 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 got into the situation where the two biggest stories all season long got into some trepidation. Here we are on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> now here we are. That's they exact, made it, guys. They Game made seven it. on the road, but they made it anyway. They made it, guys. Maybe, guys. Come on. There is no spoon. You Shout know. out to the Matrix. You know, for real. And uh, just when you thought a team was gonna jump in, my Rockets. You know. Uh-huh. Conspiracy season. Somebody shot CP in the leg. <laughs> shot him in the leg. Shot him in the leg. The dirty Scott Foster came in. Mm-mm-mm. Um. So closing out the show, of course, we know what time it is. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Crossover segment. Okay. As we all know. For my new listeners, I'll be throwing out player comparisons from different eras. But you should know this shit already by oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. You act as GM. My man acts as GM and tells me who he would take out of the two in their primes if he was building the team. First up, thought about you when I was making this crossover segment. So I'll put in one of your mans. Oh, boy. One of your mans. I want to see where your heart is, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking Kyrie Irving, your boy? Or a prime Allen Iverson? The answer. Ah, let me give you the career stats. 
Kyrie, the board Kyrie, as you like to call him. <laughs> Career stats, 22 points per game, three rebounds, five assists, one steal, 46% from the floor, five-time All-Star, one-time Rookie of the Year, one-time champ. AI, the mm. answer, 26 points per game, three rebounds, very similar, six assists, zero blocks, two steals, 42% from the floor, one-time MVP, 11-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA first, All-Star Rookie of the Year, three-time steals champ, four-time scoring champ. Choff, mm. you taking the boy Kyrie? Uh, or AI? <laughs> You're a jerk for this one, man. Talk about it. <laughs> Yo, you hear the disdain in my voice. Y'all hear that? Oh. Oh. Kyrie. Oh. No, we can't do it. <laughs> we got to go with Mr. Durability. <laughs> the answer, mm, Allen Iverson. You go with the The best ability is availability. Mm. Iverson has done it many times, year in, year out, in a mm. smaller body, taking more punishment, and mm. his heart, which I'm attracted to. We know that I like tenacity, can never be questioned. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Allen Iverson. Wow. I really thought you was going to go Kyrie on that, man. I know better. You got to give this man some love. I applaud the man. He took his heart. I was going to see he was talking with his heart or his head. That hurt, man. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when I came on a gray air and you forced me to say something nice about Draymond? Yeah, I cornered you that time. You did. Payback. Payback. Uh, I'm blind on the payback. You got to come back soon. Don't worry. Oh, listen, I'm here for it. The league office. League office. The league office. And I agree with you. I'm going with AI as well. Yeah. The heart, the tenacity. I mean, listen, when you look at their games, though, Mm-hmm. Very similar Very in the similar. way they are. Oh my God. The way they can break you down off the dribble, mm-hmm. both can score at will pretty mm-hmm. much. Would you say, I want to ask you this, who do you think is a better shooter out of the two? Kyrie's Kyrie? more, more dangerous as a jump shooter. Mm, you think so? Yeah. See, I was thinking more AI though. Because you he, think so? I feel like his little step back, little fadeaway that he shot a lot, the mid range. Uh, you know what it is? You're right. I'm thinking more because Kyrie's more consistent from three. He is you, more you consistent from three. from three. That's what I'm saying. Now. It's whichever you want to yeah, choose, yeah, yeah, yeah. really. But I, I would take the mid-range over that because I, I just just me personally I, I feel like a mid-range is harder to get than a three-point shot True. I feel like to me because of the way the league's going you could jacking up threes so it's tough for me I feel like there are going to be some people who choose Kyrie though just it's off fair. talent alone yeah. which is fair you really can't go wrong we're talking about talent peak Kyrie whichever you want to call it and peak Allen Iverson NBA Finals run most likely people I like to choose I don't know if Kyrie's stepping over Tyron Lue or Owen I don't even know if they get that far That's with that saying. roster and I gotta be fair I don't mm. know yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I'm going AR. So next up, this one is rather interesting. Are you taking Dwight Howard right now mm-hmm. or a prime David Robinson, the Admiral? Let me give you the career stats. D. Howard, 17 points per game, 12 rebounds, one assist, two blocks, one steal, 58% from the floor, eight-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA first team, three-time defensive player of the year. The Admiral, 21 points per game, 10 rebounds, two assists, three blocks, one steal, 51% from the floor, two-time champ, one-time MVP, 10-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA first, one-time defensive player of the year, and also rookie of the year. Building the team, you taking Prime Dwight or Prime David Robinson? David Robinson, you know how I feel about Dwight. We don't mm. even waste no time with this. Mm. David Robinson, all right? Okay. Do you think it's a landslide? 
at the peak Remember, of Dwight. Peak Dwight is Orlando Magic 09 Dwight, Finals Dwight. It's a conversation to be had. That's it's what not we're talking a landslide. About. Mm. No, but because I can do more with D- David Robinson mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball and mm-hmm. still getting that level of defense, mm-hmm. I got to go with David Robinson. Mm, so you're going. With the aspect because he's better on the offensive yeah, side of the ball. He's a more rounded player. I could agree, I could agree with that. He's better, definitely. I'm taking the Admiral too, by the okay. way. Um, I agree that he's better on the offensive side of the ball. But he wasn't really a great post-up player, though. Better than what this dude Dwight was trying I mean, to do? D- that Dwight, Two see, when you can't compare him to Dwight, you get it. <laughs> I mean, this gets a little bit more putrid. It's I mean, kind of dicey, you yeah, know? Yeah, it get a little dicey. I mean, both were super athletic. I wrote that. Both can score, can rebound, block shots. Admiral had that little mid-range Jimmy sometimes, too. Yeah, he did. He definitely had a little mid-range. That's what he did He did have that Dwight didn't have, mm-hmm. that mid-range Jimmy. And um, so does rebounding is any factor in this? Dwight was a five-time rebounder. Shane Dave Robinson was only once. It looks a good. lot of people saying Dwight was a better rebounder than him, a better defensive player at his peak. Some would argue it's a conversation to be had. Okay, it's not you can't write it off. If you okay. pick, if you telling me you taking peak Dwight as a defensive player over Dave Robinson, I'm not gonna laugh at you. You got mm. a point. You know? Okay, okay. I just wanted to see if he was in a landslide. Nah, 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 no landslide. We're gonna see on Twitter because every time I put these crossover segments up, they're real interesting, I'm and I know a lot you. of people. They get faded in recency bias. Yes. And last names carry a lot of cachet, bro. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. For sure. Without a doubt. So, my brother, I appreciate you joining me no on doubt. Conspiracy Season. Mm-mm-mm. It was a lot riding up to this episode. Got it done. I, I, Jarv, <laughs> I needed you to just take the emotion <laughs> out of me. I came here very emotional. Yeah, yeah, with the jersey on. Got the CP jersey on. I'm not playing no games. No joke here. You know, I felt bad because my man didn't have an opportunity to play in game six and game seven. I just feel like my man was robbed. I feel like basketball as a whole was robbed. Yeah, that's fair. Of a great, compelling seven-game series. I'll be, win or lose. I'll be honest. I came with full intent to troll the hell out of you. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be easy. I was here for it. <laughs> I was here for it, man. I was hurt, man. I'm not going to lie. I was yeah. hurt. I was hurt, but... It is what it is, man. If I would have caught you last night, we had to record. It would have been even funnier than. Oh this. yeah, yeah. It, it would have been. I would have been crazy last night. Last night, I don't think I could record a real episode. I might have scratched that. <laughs> it would have been a lot of cussing. Oh man, Dan Tony. That oh Dan Press. Tony, a lot, a lot for sure. So my man Jov, uh, appreciate it. Before we go out, uh, where can they find you on Twitter? Um, Chet underscore O'Hara. You can find me there. Facebook Ray Jarvis. Instagram Elite Podcast, a new gray area drops every other Thursday on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, 10 a.m. Look out for that. Yes, sir. Look out for that. And of course, y'all know where to find me at JustBlaze underscore 513 on Twitter. Make sure you find me. This episode 58, Above the Rim, my man Joff. Shout out to you, my brother. And just, there's one more thing, bro. Mm-hmm. This is a great show. Best basketball show going. Appreciate I just you. wanted to tell you to continue being polarizing, my brother. <laughs> continue. <laughs> Never stop, okay? I can't, man. I can't stop. It's in my blood. I appreciate you, man. I, I can't stop. Listen. If you're not polarizing, you ain't doing shit. That's, yeah. that's just it. I'm not going to lie. I, I run into a lot of battles on Twitter, hey. on, the, on these online streets. Hey. If but, you were just agreeing, then there'd be nothing to talk about, right? True. And then you know what I say after, after they get mad at me? Thanks for the listen. Hey. Appreciate the listen. (laughs) With that being said, family, we out.
This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more cake. Even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.